Hey everyone, welcome back to quarantine day nine for California, I think. Who knows? We've lost track. And by the time you hear this, it'll be a couple days later, but we're fine. We're staying positive. And I've come up with this little game that I'm going to call a few of my friends and we're going to play this thing. How it works is the my friend will call me. We'll have a little chat and I'll roll two dice. And then we take the sum of those dice and we're going to hear where this person was that number of years ago. So Keisha is here and she is our first person. So Keisha, tell us like a very little bit about yourself, maybe your age if you want to dis- if you if you want to set up um just a little bit because we don't want to know your profession now because we will hear that in a little bit, but we okay. just let us hear your voice for a second. Okay, so this is Keisha and I'm 43 almost almost. Almost. Um uh, I play kickball yes. with Katie. Yes. <laughs> we play kickball together probably the entire time it's been in Sacramento. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes. That's how uh, we met. Like yeah. half my guests, we all met through kickball. Right. Keisha's so the same. Keisha's the same. I've got it. So, I did an episode with Jose okay. and I just haven't released it yet because I haven't had time to edit it. And now I have to. Oh, I, I feel know. Like I gotta, awesome. Yeah. And I got to change some things up now that we're in quarantine. We got to keep it relevant. Right. Right. Um, right. Right. All right. So how how are you coping with the virus? <laughs> Is it bad? Is well, it I don't have it. <laughs> great. Great. Um, I'm finding it strange to be in the house as much as I am. Yeah. And so I went from, you know, being at the college every single day and then now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just at home. Looking at my walls. It's awesome. Oh, fun. <laughs> I think that's part of why Home Depot has been so packed. Every single Home Depot I've driven by, the parking lot is full. And I think it's people are finally like, oh, I guess I'll get around to this house project that I've been putting off for seven months. Exactly. I did that yesterday. I cleaned up so much stuff. I was like, there are so many papers I can throw away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Listen, Facebook Marketplace right now has got a lot of deals. Oh my God. My mom like spends so much time on there. And so I've I've kind of had her on the case. I'm like, nice. you know, I want a bed frame with the drawers in it. I'm like, find me one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I do to my mom, too. I'm like, okay, I need a refrigerator, a shelf. And yeah. if you find one of these, like, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And a book. Yeah, I need a bookcase. <laughs> yes. Bookcases are so expensive. It's kind of insane. I know, I know. I got rid of our bookcase before we moved up to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my books have been in boxes this entire time. And I'm like, I need my books to be so I can see them. Right, that's <laughs> the point of books. Where did you guys move up from? From San Jose. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So we're from the Bay Area, born and raised. So we've only been in Sacramento for four and a half years now. Okay, that's decent, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I met all of you like a year and a half later, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, because we... Maybe a year later. Yeah, a year later. Yeah, because we've been playing kickball against each other 
I've been playing, I think, for three and a half years at this point on Les Brunch. Yeah, because... And we were Fifty Shades of Gay before. Oh, yep, because I was there when Fifty Shades of Gay was yep. playing. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> that was us. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Fifty Shades of Gay. Oh, my gosh. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like that's cool <laughs> i loved it except for that it just meant we had to be gray i felt like mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. some of us were like no 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 what else can we do we wanted to be it could have been red for the red one. <laughs> oh yep yep see there you go you just need to chew on. no uh, right? <laughs> possibly yeah a bunch of people wanted to be gay watch Oh, that would have been awesome. And then too. And do like just play in um like a red bathing suits like we were lifeguards. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Everyone's been like, what is happening? <laughs> right. All the gay boys would have been so jealous that they didn't think of that idea. Because you know, exactly. you know, now it's just a reason to not wear shirts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, like if I had that kind of confidence, I would totally mm-hmm. just play in my sports bra too. But well, please, also if you spent that amount of time in a gym, right? Like, yeah, they, those boys, like they <laughs> look good, out. but they work out too. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do a lot. And I'm just like, I mean, Facebook all the time. Like they're hiking and mm-hmm. biking and running yep. and in the gym, yep. like. Playing different yeah, sports. No, I'm tired. And still eating healthy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't be doing all of that. <laughs> do they eat healthy though? Some of them. Some of them do. Other ones, they're just blessed with great metabolism too. Yeah, a lot of them are. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like some of the stuff they eat, I'm like, and you eat like that all the time. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, I cannot eat like that. That's my dream. Just looking at that, put on five pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me with my desk job, I eat, you know, some saltines and I gain a pound. Right, right. And see, that's another thing. So when I work at home, I I forget to eat. Whereas yes. when I was having to go to work, you know, I was eating three meals a day and I'm just like, okay, so I have to start setting reminders for myself and my phone again. Mm-hmm. So I actually have found the opposite because I'll go to work and like I'll get my coffee on my way to work or whatever if I'm even going to do on that day. But once I get to work, I forget to eat. I forget to drink. And then I look at the clock and it's two o'clock. Like once I yep. start working, it's just thing after thing after thing is coming at me and I don't take enough time to stop and say absolutely not i need to take a break but now that i'm mm -hmm. but that's because you have a desk job right so now that i'm remote it's like i have a desk job yeah because i'm the stem center director Mm -hmm. so i was always moving around the campus yeah so i always had that time where it was like oh my gosh it's like "Mm, you know let me eat my salad yeah (laughs) and then i keep moving around and now i'm like sitting here so yeah (laughs) And like with my desk job, like my day doesn't really have a pattern, you know, like Monday looks completely different than Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Friday is just a crapshoot. And Mm -hmm. so it's I don't really have a rhythm. So I do at least try and go out to eat with like someone like my friends from work at least once a week just to Mm -hmm. make myself get out. But then it's still like I'm at work because, you know, we're talking about work stuff. Oh, that's true. Oh, it's just nice. It's just we're also complaining about work stuff, too. 
Right, right. <laughs> I can't complain by myself. <laughs> right, I know, it's a lot harder. But we have Facebook now. That's how we got Facebook. That's true. But it also bothers me when I, I have some people on Facebook who that's all they do is yeah. complain. And I'm just like, seriously, like you can't even take a breath. Like mm-hmm. you can't. None of those things you think need to just stay internally. Like, we need to hear all of your thoughts. <laughs> well, and I feel bad for those people, too, because it's like, okay, is this, like, a desperate cry? Like, do you actually need help? Or or right. maybe you're just that miserable in your own life, and you don't realize how negative you're being. You don't realize that every single yeah. post you have is negative. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they notice. Mm-mm. that i don't think they notice it you at just all block them from your news feed because you don't need that kind of <laughs> right and then i unfollow for a while yep. and i'm like okay i guess i can see you now it's been like a month and then i was just gonna say and then they pop back up after 30 days and you know you have to do it again <laughs> like, oh you're still the same block <laughs> right right exactly it's crazy like mm-hmm. i don't understand why people are like that but yeah I can't be like that. I'm like, I, I do my best to, like, make people laugh. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, because if you're not laughing and smiling, then what is the point, everyone? Right. Oh. Right. And I guess some people were, like, getting upset because, you know, people were laughing. It's like, you have to laugh to get through this stuff. I'm sorry. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, you know, it's a horrible time for a lot of people, and none of us are saying it isn't, but... You know, I I am going to go nutty. <laughs> right, right. And we all are. Depending on how long this lasts, we're all going to lose our minds to a certain extent. Yeah. And so now we just have yeah. to try and like, keep calm and keep right. our wits about us and keep what makes us us. Like if you're a normally mm-hmm. happy person and you're not laughing all of a sudden, or like I don't know if you've seen any articles talking about how we should be checking on our extrovert friends because now they're inside with nothing oh. to do. <laughs> They can't handle that. They can't. Right. That's not okay. That is true. Yeah, I did see that. But yeah, like you got extrovert friends out there. Call them. Make sure they're okay. FaceTime them. It's fine. Like you need to know that there are still people out here. You know, introverts are like, great. I'll finally get to read that book that's been on my shelf staring at me. That book that's been on my not shelf because I don't have one yet staring at me. Yes. You and I both. Mine has been sitting on my couch for the last month. Oh, man. I just unloaded my storage unit. I moved in May, and it is now March. And I I know. Yes. It wasn't me. Yep, yep. And so this year, my storage unit went up to $200 a month. Yeah, absolutely not. That's killing me. And so I just finally, last week, emptied the last thing and in it i found this giant box of books like ah here you are here they are <laughs> here are. Aww. i love when that happens yes yes <laughs> i thought i lost you a long time ago right? <laughs> yeah. it's like what's <laughs> yes okay okay everyone so okay. i am going to roll two dice and then we're going to hear about keisha's life and how she ended up here so our first number is rolling we got a three on number one Three on the first dice and a five on the second dice. So we've got eight. So Keisha, where were you eight years ago? Where did you think you would be now? And where did you actually end up? Take us on a little journey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Eight years 
eight, eight years. So that would have been 2012. Oh, oh. Okay, well, that's easy then. Um, (laughs) Do you want to make it harder? We can roll another dice. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2012, I was living in San Jose, and I was working at DeAnza College. Okay. As uh, well as an as an adjunct in psychology and child development. Nice. And I had at this point of the year been separated from my husband for about six months. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, <laughs> I guess that answers that question. <laughs> Were you happy at the time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes, I was the one who was just like, I'm out. (laughs) So it was like your first taste of freedom in a while. How long had you been together? Yeah, we had been together for about nine years, I want to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, and most of my adulthood, I was in a relationship. So I was like, this is awesome, even though I was dating someone at the time, at this time in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, it was good times, though. It was good times that that person came into my life when I needed them the most and really helped me out um, because some things came up and just financially it was really difficult. So, yeah. Okay. But this person helped get you through it. That's excellent. Exactly. And then um, we were no longer dating by May. Right. And it's March. And by it's that the time end I had got right, right, right. And by May, by the end of May, I was good. So nice. There you go. Yeah. So it's so funny how things happen. So that's where I was then. And then, what was your next question? Where did I? Where think? did you think you were gonna be? So at that point, where did you think you would be now? Oh, um, I thought that I would have a full time job. At De Anza College, I didn't think I would actually leave the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I did not think I would ever end up in Sacramento. <laughs> right. And you said you're from the Bay Area, too. So you lived your whole life right. there? Okay. That was home. Yeah. Yeah. The Bay is home. So. And then Sacramento, everyone is about three hours north of San Jose. Right. Yeah. Both California. Depending on how you drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It's an hour and a half for me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there you go. We have listeners in New Zealand, too. And I'm like, I don't know how many kilometers oh, awesome. that is, everyone. I know. Hi, New Zealand. How are you? <laughs> we are so glad that your prime minister is taking this seriously because our president isn't. Right. You're going to save a lot of lives over there. Yeah. yeah, so it's about three hours. I could measure in time. I just don't know kilometers to miles. Exactly. Yeah, that's very strange, especially for folks who are from California, I think, because the the way other people live in other states, you know, like Mm -hmm. things are much closer, like other states are much closer. Oh, yeah. But it takes like a thousand years for us to drive out of California. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I I have friends that laugh at me when they think that when I say I'm going to go 20 minutes away for dinner, they're like, what? 20 minutes? Why do you need to go that far away? I'm like, 20 minutes is right down the street. What are you talking about? I'll drive an hour and a half for a good steak. Come on. Right, right. Driving to the bay. Right, yes. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Pay that toll bridge, fine. 
Um, okay, mm-hmm. so you didn't think you would end up in Sacramento. Were you in the same field right. that you're in now? I'm still an adjunct in psychology, but right now I am what's called LTT, long-term temporary, which is a full-time position. Good. <laughs> so I am the STEM Center Coordinator slash MESA Director at our college. And, um, and what does that mean? So STEM is science, technology, engineering, mathematics. MESA is math, engineering, science, achievement. So it's MESA is a program. STEM is, you know, just fields of study. Okay. And MESA is, well, was historically created um, for an underrepresented population. Okay. So I was a MESA student in high school because I thought I was going to be an engineer. Nice. <laughs> we end up with the next best thing. Well. <laughs> You're too much of an extrovert to be an engineer. No, no, I am not. I'm a I'm a social extrovert, but I'm I'm really an introvert. <laughs> okay, okay, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can I can do this and stuff, but guaranteed when I get off the phone, I'll be like, oh my god, I just needed that. <laughs> me too. I just spent the last fifteen minutes like slowly eating my snack before I prepared to call you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, listen, I can I can play an extrovert on TV, but then I need my bed and a nap and maybe a good book after or a video Absolutely. game. Mm-hmm. And it's really strange because I have played sports most of my life. Like I did three different sports in high school. I did cheerleading. Like I was part of all kinds of clubs mm-hmm. and everything. But when I get home, I'm just totally like closed off to the world. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wipes well, me like out. Everything. Like at home, I need to go like have an hour before bed of just quiet time, or else I will not be able to sleep. No matter how late I get home, too. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, like I just needed to be quiet and relaxed. Yeah. Okay, you didn't know you were gonna end up in Sacramento. What brought you to Sacramento, and are you glad that it that you ended up here? Absolutely, it was. I think the type of change that I needed and I needed to take a risk on myself. Mm-hmm. So once I moved up here, because I moved up here without a job. I really took a risk. I yeah. really, really took a risk. So when we moved up here, I was still working at Bianza twice a week. Mm-hmm. So it was fall quarter. And then Winter quarter, I was like, I'm not doing that commute. Like, it was literally 12 hours, like, both days. And so I didn't go back to teach at De Anza until the summertime because I was able to stay with my mom. She lived in Hayward at the time. Okay. So I would stay at her house and then go to Cupertino from there. Mm -hmm. But had I not moved up here, I will have had the opportunity to realize that I could be like I can have a business and that I can write books Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I just, I would never have had that time because it was a constant hustle because it's just way too expensive in the day. Yeah. So I was working like two, I wasn't just an adjunct, but I would work like other jobs on campus in order to be able to stay afloat. Mm -hmm. So I just, I had no time whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Right. And that means you don't have a good quality of life. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're always working, what's the point? Yep, yep. So I was like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, good, good for you. And then tell everyone who you mean by we moved to Sacramento. Oh, me and my two sons, Sharif and Dame Lare. Nice. 
they're 10 years apart, so it's been awesome because, and Sharif also plays kickball with us, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been because, you know, he's super helpful because he's the oldest. So when I need to go on travel or whatever, like he and the 14-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, they're okay here together. Yeah, that's me. pretty good. That's yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And what brought you to Sacramento? Did you, when did you just take a shot in the dark? Did you know people here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're I like, Sacramento is only a third of the price. I'll go there. <laughs> I had family that was already up here. Okay. So that's why I chose to come up here because I was like, well, at least I have family up here. And it's not that far away from my mom at the time. My mm-hmm. grandma was still alive and living in the Bay Area in Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, yeah, so it was, it was an easy choice to move up here that's good so we didn't move up here like without knowing anybody but (laughs) i did lose all of my networks and stuff so Mm, yeah that's that can be rough have you rebuilt your network now i mean it seems like you have um not not like it was i i know people who i can contact for different things now and i try to attend different business women meetings and stuff, you know, to try to network and just see who's out there. Yeah. And like try to, you know, I just, yeah, I try. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's all (laughs) you do. But I'm also more tired now compared to when I was younger. Like I could do all that stuff when I was younger, but Mm -hmm. now I'm just like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. You know, if it's my day off, like I don't want to see anyone. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to do extra stuff for work. Right. I hear you. But if I'm going to grow my business, well, then I have to. <laughs> and tell us about your business a little bit. I am an editor, educational consultant, and author. Last year, I published, self-published three different books and went to different schools and read my children's book with the kids and talked about, you know, coping and friendships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with the educational consulting, um, still trying to get. So I just began this this business one year ago (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like I'm still trying to get my foot in the door with Mm -hmm. these schools so that I can you know work with the teachers and stuff (laughs) so what does an education consultant do well and because I'm not sure if it should be consultant or coach but really what I hope to be able to do is work with teachers on professional development things and class management Mm -hmm. because they don't really get the professional development they want or need. They typically get professional development that is brought to them by the school district or their professional development days are focused on where their students need to be at this particular time during the school year Mm -hmm. because then there's testing, right? Individual teachers don't get to choose a field that they want to improve on it's just told to them by the district and we do not have a one-size-fits-all model folks exactly and what is your background because i know like you are a professor you do have a background in this so how long did that take you (laughs) yeah right everyone she did not just decide to do this (laughs) right 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 (laughs) so i actually wanted to started doing this kind of work years ago when I was still at DeAnza, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. But again, I didn't have the time to try to figure out what that looked like. Yeah. And when I was at DeAnza, I would facilitate basically what it is, is just, you know, workshops, attending workshops. A lot of the stuff I would do was centered around engaging students and being student centered. 
because a lot of faculty don't have a lot of flexibility. (laughs) So my focus was usually on being more culturally competent. And this is funny too in education, like you can't say your workshop is centered on multicultural education or cultural competency because then the people who need to be there won't show up. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> so it was a lot of creativity. Uh-huh. Yes, I've actually worked K-12 before I came to college. So I've been working in the educational system for over 20 years. That's excellent. So it's not, yeah, so it's not. <laughs> right, yeah, you do not just flip a coin one I day. I didn't just start it, yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, so in the last eight years, um, leaving your husband, moving, any regrets, any, I mean, what what I'm hearing is that you leaving De Anza and leaving the Bay Area really is what gave you the time to do what you actually yep. want to do. Yep, yep, and I love it. That's awesome. And it was scary. <laughs> yes. It was so scary because I'm used to being the person in the background mm-hmm. making everything happen, and now I have to be that person and the face. Yeah. So, that can be, yeah, so what so did you scary. do um, when you were dealing with that fear? Do you have any tips for anyone out there who might be going through this transition time in their own life? Yeah, I would say, you know, give yourself some grace. You are going to have days where you feel as though you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And actually on my calendar, so this is funny, on my calendar I have, March 25th, which is Wednesday, mm-hmm. as my meltdown day, because <laughs> last year when I started <laughs> when I started this business, I had like a little meltdown and I called my mom and spoke with a friend who has been like a solopreneur for like years and said the same thing to me. They're like, Keisha, you need to give yourself grace. Like mm-hmm. you just started this, this business, you know, and you need to build up people need to be able to see you and I was just like I know but what if it doesn't work what if they don't like me (laughs) what if someone says something mean yes well and I'm not worried about that right Mm -hmm. like I've been in education for so long like whatever reading between the lines people in education can be mean too but you know I'm like what if I don't ever make money (laughs) so or like you know even trying to because at this point I had only I had published two of the books but Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about like marketing books you know and so I, I had there was so much that I had to learn and once I kind of gave myself that space then things became easier I feel that's good it's almost like things clicked in place, right? When you when you think from a, a space or a place of fear, like you don't think logically about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like my, my mom and my friend had to tell me like, hello, it's only been two months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like, but I have all this knowledge, right? right, right. <laughs> Shouldn't they yeah. be like <laughs> knocking down my door? Yeah, why don't people just know it? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> So, but yeah, so if you're going to go, you know, into business, even if you're, you know, writing books or, you know, whatever it is, like, just give yourself, you know, space to to feel uncomfortable and know that as long as you're taking steps forward, like, 
things will happen, right? It's when you stop moving that, you know, mm-hmm. nothing will happen, right? Absolutely. So. You don't have to be swimming a mile a day. As long as you're making an accomplishment of any kind, mm-hmm. then you're fine. Absolutely. Some days, even just treading water is okay. Right. Like I tell my students, they have to acknowledge that their success is their success. And oftentimes we look at people outside of ourselves as, you know, which isn't bad. This is actually really good psychologically looking at someone who is doing something that, you know, you want to do, Mm -hmm. even though you're not there yet. And you can use that as motivation. But what ends up happening, especially for students, is that their parents, for example, will place these expectations on them. And so then they become internalized and they can't reach someone else's expectation all the time. (laughs) So, you know, be be real with yourself, you know, about what you want to do and then just make that happen. Yeah. And I like that, that saying, give yourself grace. I think that's excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Keisha, for talking. This has been awesome. I'm so I'm so <laughs> excited that you said you're down. Yes. Yes. Quality. I was like, that sounds <laughs> nice. And you're my first one. So I'm going to do a couple more of these and we'll see how it goes. And I'll edit them all together into one episode and see see, awesome. our, see everyone's life's journey and, and what life has done for them and to them mm-hmm. and all of all the fun stuff. Right. The stuff that we oftentimes don't get to know unless we ask and a lot of us don't ask of course yeah (laughs) well because we get so used to knowing someone now right when we meet them we don't Mm -hmm. really ask very much about their past unless it's obvious that something in their past is is bothering them now exactly now i get to know you a little bit more i get to know a couple other people a little bit more and thank you so much for sharing i think this has been awesome thank you for allowing me to be a part of it oh of course how can i say no (laughs) How could I say no? Right? Yeah. Well, you could have. No, 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 no. No, you're interesting. I love talking to you. You know, like, we've been playing in the league for a few years together now already, and but we haven't really had conversations except for right. like, the last year. And so now it's like, yes. But for us, like when we come meet fifty people at a time, it's like, oh man. <laughs> right. You uh, can't. Right. You can't have conversation with everyone. So right. yeah. Right. Yeah. Now we now we have time though. <laughs> But thank you again. Of course. Thank you. And you know I'm going to be tapping you when we have another game like this. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm always down. Let's play. Especially now. Let's yes, play. yes, yes. And you can give us, <laughs> oh, maybe one day I would love to do a divorce for the positive episode. You know, one day. We'll see. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. interested in. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you very much. Um, have a great day and stay safe and I'll talk to you later. You too. All right. Okay. Thanks, Keisha. Bye. Bye. Subject change. All right, everyone. I am back from a walk around the Oakland Hills, and I am quite traumatized. (laughs) Quite. Because, Ashley, what happened while we were out? (laughs) We got attacked by a turkey. We got attacked (laughs) by a fucking turkey. (laughs) Not like it balked at us a little what noise do turkeys even make i can't do the gobble oh he he doesn't even gobble he kind of like makes like an et like noise horrifying (laughs) big ass turkey in oakland we were nearing the end of our journey coming back here because we're about to record another session with megan and this fucking (laughs) turkey chases us for 15 minutes and i'm trying to distract it from Ashley so that Ashley can go around. 
Ashley's petrified. And the turkey is also, like, as if being chased by a turkey wasn't enough. It was running at us with its head tilted to the side as if it only had one good eye. And it was lining us up for a target. Yes. Ashley, tell us about your experiences. Okay, so this turkey and I, we go way back about a year and a half ago. And I thought we were friends. You thought very wrong. (laughs) You guys, this Ashley (laughs) sees the turkey. It's already puffed up and hissing at her. And she's like, oh, hey, buddy. No. Carry on, your friend. I thought we were friends. That is what we'd call a toxic relationship. So I saw him and I got really excited like I usually do. And I went to take out my phone to take a picture of him. And he started charging at us. And so we went back down the hill. And then we took turns trying to go up the hill and he kept chasing Did me. Did you even get a picture? No, I didn't. He's all over oh. my Instagram though. Ugh. If you want to check him out when he's in a better mood. No, this guy, this turkey guy, chases us down the hill. And now we've gathered... A crowd of people to watch this. (laughs) There's a crowd of people watching Ashley hide behind me (laughs) as we try and escape the death grip of this turkey. And folks, it brought back some PTSD of last year when I was in Malaysia and a monkey attacked me. So I'm not over either one of those, apparently, is what I learned tonight. I'm not over the monkey incident. I'm certainly not over this turkey incident yet. But luckily, one of the people in this crowd of onlookers that's watching us, all keeping their socially appropriate six feet distance so as not to be, I don't know, infected by another case of death looking me in the eyes. And this guy with his four-year-old son and his what I presume to be wife come walking down the hill and the dad is like oh yeah this turkey's a prick (laughs) and so he helped us defeat the turkey I was in a full sweat from backpedaling up the hill because they say don't turn and run right like you have to watch the turkeys turkeys are fast he was fast he was fast and so this dad and the mom they're like okay you guys go down the hill down that path We'll go over here. We'll cut them off and then we'll shove them down the hill. We'll shove them down the grassy knoll because that works great for everyone. And so we come and now the turkey's just doing circles (laughs) around me. Circles. (laughs) Ashley now is in tears. Yes. Fretting for my life, no doubt. I would have run off, but I was worried to leave you. That's nice. It probably would have saved us some time though. But you're still here. (laughs) So the turkey is circling me, getting closer, hissing at me with its (laughs) cocked head to the side with the one eyeball shooting out at me like it's going to get ready to charge. And the dad goes, that's it. I'm going to fucking pepper spray this fucker. (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, great. His wife is like, "Okay, don't get the bike. Don't get the sun. The turkey is still circling us watching us getting closer (laughs) and so now the dad is with me the turkey is circling me and the dad as the dad gets out his pepper spray he's like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i'm like okay i'm ready been ready ready you got that pepper spray let's do it and he's like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then he tries to kick at the turkey it squawks it goes away like two feet 
and then it comes back and he's like, okay, fine. Now Ashley's halfway down the hill. Have no clue how she's gotten that far away. The mom and the son are over here with their cameras out. There is a runner up the hill just staring at us, watching. There's people further down the hill wondering what's going to happen because we all at this point look like idiots. And I am certain that the people at the bottom of the hill can't even see this turkey that we're all dealing with. Anything to add? That that really covers it. What lesson did you learn? The turkeys are not my friend. Are you sure? No. Exactly. <laughs> I think he was just having a bad day. Aren't we all though? Because like everyone's cooped up and they keep going into his house and he's like, I'm used to having the middle of the day alone and everyone just like won't leave. Hold on. No, it's rush hour traffic time. He's normally really nice. I don't believe that for an minute. No, 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 no. If he's normally really nice, the first words out of that dad's mouth would not have been, this turkey's a real prick. That's why I thought he was my friend. Because he's always been really nice to me. Do you know, okay, do you know how many times he's been in the middle of the road, angering all the motorists, and I've helped him walk across the street? That is not happening again. No, nor should it. Also, he can get flattened. That guy. I'm still scarred. And that just goes to show you that the virus is not the only nasty thing out there, folks. But we are each enjoying a soda right now. That's not true. Cider. It's a cider. You need something stronger than soda after that. There's vodka over there staring at me in the face from the counter. I'm over it. We were nice to him the other day. I regret it. I've been nice. Like, we, I thought he was my friend for a year and a half. He's all over my Instagram. Everyone keeps telling me, stay away from him. And I'm like, no, we're friends. And now that's no longer true. And I didn't even get, I did get a picture of the ducks though. No, when your friends tell you that one of your friends is not (laughs) worth being friends with, you should listen to that. Heed that advice. I think you owe all of those friends a call. Mostly it's just my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey mom. She listens to your show. Hi, how are you? Hope you're staying safe. Thank you for our Atlanta listener contingent. Thank you. I'm still sweating from backpedaling up and down that hill. But at least I got my cardio in. I'm not over this. I'm scarred. Mm -mm. Thanksgiving is going to be hell for you now. I don't even eat turkey on Thanksgiving. It's not (laughs) even like it's karma. (laughs) If a wild pig started chasing me, I could understand that because pork. That's not what happened. For pigs are pretty nice too. Pigs are not nice. No. Have you ever heard of Robert Baratheon? Have you ever heard of Babe? Ugh, pig in the city. Melts my heart. I'm a you. Okay, everyone. Enough about our turkey shenanigans. It's time to call Megan and find out what that girl's been up to. All right, talk to you later. Thanks for listening to our rant. And I hope that you all stay safe and stay away from turkeys when they're puffed up and hissing at you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Stay safe. See you next time. Listen to Out to Adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Hey, Megan. It's Katie. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? I am exhausted. Yeah, I bet. Listen, sorry I'm late. Um, We just got attacked by a turkey on our walk. Oh, man. Well, glad you're alive. Thanks, thanks. Okay, why are you horrible? Or you've had a horrible day? 
no. Um, so I worked for Sutter Health, and they just recently sent us all home. Oh, okay. To, to work from home. Mm-hmm. And so today we got to go and pick up, like, our monitor and, like, docking station. <laughs> oh, excuse me. My allergies are killing me. And so I've just spent, like, four hours oh, no. trying to get that all set up. But I'm mostly there. I just have, like, a couple, like, little connectivity things I still have to do. Mm. <laughs> And it's just kicking my butt. Well, that's awesome that you get a docking station and everything. Like, they just sent us all on our merry ways with our laptops. So, I've been working on a 15-inch monitor all last week. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah. That, yeah, that's how, that's how it's been since past yeah, week for us, too. And finally, I really is my boss. She advocated because we, when we're on the phone with the patient, we have so many different applications going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have six different programs running when I'm on with one patient, at least. Yeah, so you need that monitor. So, Space. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we need the we need the desk and the uh, you know everything and yeah, so we're getting there. Yeah, slowly but surely. You know, we will, and it's going to be a new way of life. And then when this is all over, and someone wants to work from home for a couple of days, we're just going to say okay, right? Hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case. But my boss is saying that once all this is over, they're going to be like, okay, give us all our equipment back. Sure. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you guys suck. I'm getting texts right now from. One of my friends, she's a um, she's a doctor over in Setter Health, and I forget which building she works out of exactly, but she's telling us there's, you know, hope that once the weather warms up that we will see a decrease in cases, but we will see. Only time will tell, I think. Yep, indeed. Okay, so do, are you still working or are you done? You're officially off the clock now? Oh, oh yeah, I'm currently laying in bed. Nice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how you do it. How you work from home. Yeah. Now I'm like, it's time for a cocktail and to just lay down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think this social isolation is also allowing us to be closeted drinkers a little bit more. It, but now it's socially acceptable. Because if we can't go do happy hour with our friends or like meet up for pizza and a beer, like what? We could just do it from our own kitchen. Yeah. Like I'm going to become quite the mixologist once this is all done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making all these fun craft cocktails. There you go. With whatever supplies you have in the counter, in the cabinet. Well, I mean, that's one thing that every store has. Every store still has, yes. you know, alcohol and mm-hmm. like I can find the grenadine and yep. the margarita mix and whatever the hell I need. We've so got. You didn't know I do. Oh, for sure. We've got wine for days. I, the other day, got Bloody Mary mix and some vodka and there was tons left. So they're, but... But it's interesting because there's tons left, but people are still leaving with cartloads of alcohol. So our alcohol supply chain is strong right now. Yeah, they're like, we've been waiting our whole lives for this moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. You will not feel you like those jerks at Sherman. Exactly. Yep. So true. Okay, Megan. Thanks for doing this. Of course, of course. Everybody, this is Megan. Megan, why don't you tell us how you and I met and how old you are. And we already know you work for Sutter Health, but don't tell us much more than that because the whole point of this exercise is to go into the past, see where you were a few years ago, where you thought you'd be now, and where you actually did end up now. All right, so uh, my name's Megan Phillips. A lot of my friends know me as Midge, M-I-D-G-E. It's my childhood nickname, and that's what like, a lot of my close friends, they call me. Um, and Katie, I think me and you met at the uh, third Thursday, like I think two you're right. Thursdays ago. I think you're right. 
So, 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 so Tickling was, was the second third Thursday event. It was the first one that I was able to get to when we were at Revival. Oh, I thought you went to the first one, too. No? No, no. I, I had plans that night, so I wasn't able to go. Mm, ours was better. So, everyone, what she's talking about is Lisa and I host these lesbian third Thursday takeover events around Sacramento. And basically, we just go take over a straight bar. And we've done it three times. And the first time we did it, we were like, um, we miss our friends. Let's invite some people. So we invited like 40 people out to a bar. And we were like, okay, we're going to go take over this bar. And 80 people showed up. So we're like, okay, this has got a good idea going. And then we've done it two more times since then. And we've gotten like 120 people and 140 people. And now we're all in quarantine. So we've got our next one scheduled for May. And we're hoping we're going to be out there in full force. And that is where Megan and I met. Lost you. Okay. So what we're going to do. Oh, how old are you? I just turned 31 last Monday. Nice. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. Okay. So I am going to roll two dice and we're going to go that number of years in the past. So your first number is two. Your second number is five. So we've got a total of seven years in the past so that would make you 24 and where okay. where were you when you were 24 where did you think you'd be now well you could start slow where were you in 24 when you were 24 wow let me do some math here yeah what year was that 2013 2013 i would say that's probably right around the time i had moved back from southern california i've been down in san diego for a while mm-hmm. to college Nice. Um, so I just moved back to Sacramento. I'm from. My family's here. Yes, I was just starting up. A, uh, I was a manager for Sport Chalet. Oh, you nice. Remember that company? Yeah, super chill, super cool. Uh, I ran the bike and skate shop, which is pretty legit. <laughs> that just, sounds like, cool. Bikes and skateboards in Southern California. You? That's yeah. That's where I started it, and then. When I moved back to Sacramento, I transferred up to the one that was in Roseville. And had you already finished school? Did you know what field you were going to get into? Do you have your bachelor's? I'm just assuming. I'm assuming I do not. Right. I am. I am. I am just shy of actually finishing it. I actually had to move back to Sacramento because of some uh, some family uh, stuff. My dad was kind of sickish. He's fine now, but there was a little bit of a scare back then. Mm. I said moving back home to kind of cope with that. Well, I'm glad he's okay now. Yeah, yeah, it was, a total, it was a total false alarm, and God loves my mother, but she's not the best at <laughs> crisis. Oh, no. She just, she just has a tendency to panic. Yeah. And so I came back up and moved back up to kind of just help out and calm her the heck down. Mm-hmm. So are you going back? Are you working on it at all? Uh, I've thought about it. It just hasn't necessarily been necessary for what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I was initially going to school for criminal psychology, and as a dual major, I was also an art major. Okay. That probably does not help you at Sutter. <laughs> no, not so much. It's, it's I just keep kind of stumbling into different careers, and then like sports really closed down, and then I started working for sports authority, and then sports authority closed down, mm-hmm. and then started working for Hewlett Packard, and then Hewlett Packard started going out of business. Yeah. So I don't know if like I'm <laughs> like yeah the angel of death for these companies or what, but it's also been great opportunities for me also. They were all they were all great companies, great experiences, met so many great people. And for every one of those doors that opened, the next door that opened was even better. It either offered better hours or better pay or learned something new and exciting. That's excellent. 
I've never really been super stressed. You know, I'm like, oh crap, I'm about to get a job or whatever. But you know, like like for me, like I'm I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason, and you know. You know, take this as a sign, and that you're meant to do something different and bigger and learn new things. So I, I enjoy it. I'm just kind of along for this ride of life mm-hmm. where it takes me. <laughs> and right now, it's worth it's uh, led me to center, and it's it's been great so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, what's next. And how long have you been with Sutter? I've only been uh, actually in my role since November. Oh, excellent! So you're still new. That's great. Yep, I'm still still a baby in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team's excellent. My boss is so great. Yeah, she's so just patient and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like all like the connectivity issues I was having today. She's like, don't even worry about it. Take your time. You know, this quarantine has us all kind of not really sure what's going on because my particular job is kind of on hold. Okay. Because my my particular function, you know, I can't really do right now because people aren't having appointments. Oh yes. So we're just kind of having to do a very kind of um, separate task right now that just try to keep busy, but we're doing the best we can. And Are you kind of like in a wait and see holding pattern? Because there's definitely work to be done. I think we still need to sort out what that work is, though, and what it looks like now. Yeah. Yeah. The first the first step for me and my team, because I handle pre-registration. So if you got a surgery coming up, I'd call you to get you registered and set up and good to go. We appreciate you as someone who's had some surgeries. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, if if all yeah, the elective surgeries, same line that whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all elective surgeries, all like these, unless they're you know life diagnostic procedures related, all of those have been canceled. Yeah. So instead of like the hundred calls a day I was making, now it's about five. Right. But still, all of this is a very <laughs> far cry away from criminal justice and art. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I was flirting with a military career for a hot second. Okay. For how long were you looking at that? Uh, well, that was initially my my dream growing up was you know to enlist in the Air Force and um, I wanted to be I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a cop. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, unfortunately, just right at the end of high school, I was in an accident and uh, kind of took that out of the running for me. I'm sorry about that. Thankfully, I've, I've rehabbed a lot and I've gotten a lot stronger and I've gotten a lot of the mobility and all that back. But I'm so, I'm, it, honestly, it's been uh, more than twelve years, fifteen years. Wow. And I'm still, it's still a work in progress. So I'm getting there. That's rough. Oh, and you'll get there. Now, okay, Megan, let me ask you, with a little bit of history of some negativity, that strikes me a little bit just because you always seem such a positive, outgoing, bubbly person. So do you have a secret out there for overcoming some of these harder times in life and still maintaining a positive attitude? Well, so fun fact, I am in the smaller percentage of lesbians that also identifies as Christian. Okay. And I've gotten some I've gotten some feedback about that. Not necessarily positive, which I'm kind of surprised, but Well that's a great way to say it though. You've gotten feedback about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, I've definitely gotten some some constructive criticism, mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't force it on anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, if you don't follow, you know, the messages of God, then hey, you know find ways to you know make yourself happy great awesome as long as you're happy i'm happy right you, you don't have to have my same beliefs my same faith mm-hmm. but that's that's ever since i was a little kid i grew up in a christian household my dad's a pastor mm-hmm. and um and, and you know, that's always been my my driving force that i i believe that he has a plan for me in my life mm-hmm. through all of the negative things that have happened in my life through my losing my military career to getting divorced to 
losing, you know, friends and family, you know, through, you know, loss and all that kind of stuff. I just know that, yes, it sucks. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's hard. But I know it's for a reason. I know he has a plan. It's going to make me stronger. I think that's an excellent outlook. And I, so I'm not very religious. And, and honestly, uh, I think if I had a better family, I could have been. Um, but through my negative times, I, I wish that I did have something, a higher purpose to believe in. Because I think in some of those trying times, it does make it easier. And it allows you to kind of take a breath and be like, no, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I can keep moving forward and everything is going to be okay. And it does allow you to have that solace and that peace of mind. And I applaud you for it. I think it's excellent. And I think that you've definitely had a positive attitude. And I think it's excellent that you have a close family that you were able to come out of school and come up and help, even if your mom was panicking a little too much, um, that you were able to come back and be with your family and help them. And I think that's, that's excellent. Um, kind of jealous of your your faith a little bit and also just your belief that everything's going to work out and your ability to keep moving forward I think that's tremendous thank you yeah I mean yeah it's not every day some days are harder than others I think that's I mean we all of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of the days when it's harder to stay positive and it's harder to stay optimistic of course we all have our you know, our trials and our tribulations and our crucibles Mm-hmm. Um, that make it really hard for us to say a believer, and and I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's it's those moments that define us. Yes, no, it's completely it's true. That are always going to test you that you know, like like you, you know, like you. Like, for an example, you just lost your your grandfather that you were close with, and that is horrible and painful, you know. But you know, it's it's how you can take that loss and how you can find the peace, find the solace, find the it was his kind. Yep. Yep. You, you don't have that control. Right. It's not within your power. And you just have to be at peace the best you can with how you left things with that loved one. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't necessarily believe in a heaven, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I know that I will be reunited with every loved one. Yeah. Of course. You know, there will be so many people that says that because I'm a lesbian, you know, I'll go to hell. You know, whatever. I'm like, hey, that's your belief. That's not my belief. Right, yeah. I believe I'm a good person. I believe yep. I do good things. Yep. And I believe that's enough. Uh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are a good person. You look out for other people more. Like, yeah, that should shoot you to the front of the line. Being a lesbian is just a. And, and, and I and I know so many and I know so many people that I've met even just recently through you know through the you know the like the most recent lesbian events like the Super Bowl and party like that was super rad um, mm-hmm. and everything else. But it's oh, I'm gonna get a little preachy for a second, so I apologize. But it's never too late. It's never too late if you have any burning, even slight desire to want to get a little bit closer yeah. to that faith. It's never too late. I know it was. It was even rough with me, even with my upbringing. I definitely had issues with my family with that initially, mm-hmm. with my coming out. You know, and and it changed. It did. It, it's grown something so amazing now. That's excellent. That I'm so blessed to have, and I know so many people have a hard time trying to find that, but it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that I also kind of help outreach. Okay. Um, I help. I work with. I work with LGBT youth. Nice. And that are also struggling with their faith with that as well, and family with that. That I kind of have it, this kind of outreach that mm-hmm. if they have questions, if they have concerns, if if they don't feel comfortable going to their church anymore, yeah, I will go with you, or you can come to mine, or we can find a new one together. 
That's so excellent. You can find that home, and and you don't have to be seventeen to have that. You can be you can be sixty seven and <laughs> yep. still want that, and I will help you. Yep, yep. That's interesting, and I just hope that people feel that. I might take you up on that offer to chat a little bit more about this. I, yeah, I, absolutely, anytime. <laughs> nice. I grew up in a um, Catholic family and school, and it's just, um, you know, the amount of racism that was just spewed at our dinner tables did not seem very Catholic to me. So, you know, I'm like, well, you guys, I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely had those moments. I'm like, is that a really, is that a really Christian thing to say? Right. Is that quote unquote a, a Christian thing to do? Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely have those with my family <laughs> as well. Okay, good. It's not just me then. That's good. It's a good sign. Yeah, definitely not. All right, Megan. Thank you very much for talking to us. I think this was awesome. I definitely want to talk to you some more because you definitely have some stories and you're great. You are a good storyteller. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Stay safe out there. You know, let me know if you need anything. And and keep an eye out for my next casting call. And hopefully we can see each other soon. (laughs) Well, you guys can all come to my my cul-de-sac and we'll just set up lawn chairs six feet apart. I'll have a couple bottles of wine. Um, Heck yeah, we're coming. I'll come. We'll bring pizzas. Open invitation. Nice. Yes, I'm in. All right. Take it easy. I got to get on to my next call and I'll talk to you later. And thank you so thank much you so for much doing for this. This me. is excellent. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please help us get the word out about this podcast, especially if you're enjoying it. Can you please go onto iTunes, give us a rating? It really helps us be seen in the charts and everything. It helps more people get access to our show. So share it with your friends. Please leave us a rating and a review, even if you're feeling generous. I know you've got time these days. Uh, Other than that, thank you. Stay safe out there. And remember to avoid all of those wild turkeys. Unless you're eating it. We've laughed. We've cried. We've given our advice. We'll give an advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Yeah. Oh. Ow to a dog.